0: Hey everyone, this is Roman Prokopchuk and this is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast. Today I have with me Ari Gunsberg, who is a wilderness liaison and motivational speaker. Hey Ari. Hey Roman, how you doing? Good. So let's just jump right into it. So what is your origin story? Where'd you get started and how'd you end up here in 2019? Uh, okay, so how'd I get started doing what I'm doing now?
1: Because I got, cool. <laughs> my origin story is my parents. You know, no, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I mean, I'm time being, time I'm being difficult. No, right. I'm sorry. It's... um, uh, oh, so so my origin story to how I got to where I am now, correct?
0: Correct. In terms of you know your life in 2019, your profession, where you are as a you know person.
1: Okay, so uh, I'm gonna try and jump. Pretty far back and then and then speed up to get more to the more recent stuff so growing up I was I had a lot of um, issues growing up just uh, you know when I, was, when I was 10 years old I was on a field trip with a teacher and the teacher passed away and, and that as you can imagine had a profound impact on my life uh, so then when I became a teenager and there was already other things to, to create friction and problems and other stuff also like I just ended up going through a, a pretty difficult time as a teenager getting into trouble and, and just you know different experiences that were um, it wouldn't necessarily be the best thing for somebody but but thankfully in my life at this point I, they've essentially become basically transformative experiences in that in that I've been able to gain the good out of them while not allowing them to weigh down my life um, so, so that's I mean that's back then. So then, then I started working in when I was like uh, around 10 years ago, a little bit more than that. I a, a friend of mine, he's he's since died. He was older, he wasn't young. Um, but a, a friend of mine was, you know, pushed me to go and use my skills as a graphic artist to start doing marketing and graphic design and stuff like that. I ended up in that field, and, and you know, I, it was it was really a stopgap. I opened up. I started doing that business because I was good at it and because I could make some money at it and I ended up being in that field probably five years longer than I should have. Uh, not to say that I had any idea what to do with myself otherwise, which is another reason why I ended up staying in that field. So, so I realized a few years ago when I was working with a business coach that I would prefer to not be in the graphics and marketing field. I like marketing. I like certain aspects of it. There's just other aspects of it that I don't really like that much. And it's not as fulfilling for me as other things are so so i was working with a business coach and he helped me realize that mark that that was not the best career for me it's a great career it's just it wasn't for me and so we were talking and trying to figure out what i should be concentrating my time and efforts on and at some point in time speaking came up and i started exploring it a little bit more and at around the same time It may have been plus minus a few months like I don't I can't tell you exactly which one happened first But it's it's all happening around the same time a friend of mine asked me to come this lady worked in a uh, Juvenile detention center juvenile correctional facility at the time she doesn't work there anymore but so she worked at this place and she wanted to bring in people to come and talk to the guys She explained to everybody, she's like, it's career week. I want to have speakers come in. And most of these kids, the only people that they know are the only careers that they really know of are drug dealer, police officer, teacher, or correctional officer. You know, like they didn't, she was trying to explain that they, you know, maybe it's a few more options than that, but, but they didn't know of many viable career options. So she just wants people to come in and give them a a more diverse view on what potential things you can do to make money in your life. Uh, initially, I said no, and I ended up. Initially, I said no. I just didn't. I just didn't want to like reopen that whole chapter of my life and everything. And then I, I realized that of all the people that she probably asked, I probably could connect to the kids the most. So I, I, I turned around. And I said, you know what? I'm, I'm going to come do it, even though I'm not really a big fan. Whatever, I'll come do it. And I went in, and. It was it was amazing, you know. I mean, the, the the morning of the speech, I got incredibly nervous. I'm like, they're not going to want to know my story. They don't really care. They're stuck in there. I, I got very nervous, and and I went in there, and I, because I started second guessing myself, which self doubt is never helpful, really. Because I started second guessing myself, when I got in there, I I asked them, you know, who wants to actually hear my story, and and almost unanimously, they all raised their hands to signify that they did want to hear my story. So that was a transformative experience as well when I when I saw the impact that I could have by going in and talking to people and, and sharing parts of my story and, and sharing parts of my perspective and, and just discussing with them and, and, and seeing where it went. So I spent like 45 minutes telling them my story and then I spent another 45 minutes doing a marketing exercise with them where we created a product and a brand and everything uh, just on the fly. And they all they all had a great time, and and I ended up doing the graph. I did a little graphic presentation of the product that they developed, and I sent it to the girl who worked in the facility. She printed it out, she took it in, and they were ecstatic. They were like, "Yo, this is like real," you know. They were just, they she was she was sending me via text message some of the statements that they were making, and I was like, "Nice," because they they loved it, you know. So that's that's how I got into the speaking thing. The wilderness liaison aspect of what I do is I've loved nature for a long time I, ever since I'm a little kid you know, I've, I've loved being out in nature doesn't mean I always get to go but it's really one of my favorite places to be and when I was 14 I went on an Outward Bound trip which was a phenomenal experience uh, if you've never heard of Outward Bound it's basically uh, wilderness trips that are created and formulated to help people grow as people I think that might be a good synopsis and it, it was just a wonderful experience. And, and ever since then, I had had this dream in the back of my head of becoming maybe an Outward Bound Guide or maybe becoming a Wilderness Guide. And, and I never really pursued it fully because there was just certain things that got in the way. And, and one of the big ones was that there's this um, certification called a Wilderness First Responder. Uh, which is a medical certification for the back country. And I never could make it happen to get the certification. It was either money or it was time or it was work and it was just all these things. So a, a year or two ago, I was talking to my wife and you know she knew that I was unhappy in the career, the path that I was on. And we were talking about what to do and where, where I could go. She, so we, we ended up discussing this potential of me doing wilderness trips. And I was like, you know, I don't know how I'm going to do it because I have the family at home, so I'd have to leave. I can't do a wilderness trip and not leave the family for a while. She's like, well, I think if you only do it a few times a year, I think that we can work it out. And I, you know, I made sure, you know, are you sure? Is it really okay? And so when she really gave me the okay, I said, okay, great. And I started, I started trying to get wilderness trips together. Uh, You know, so to do those, I, I basically hired guides who had the wilderness first responder certification. And then right now, in a, in a little bit of a quiet period, because right now I'm, I'm concentrating more on my speaking business than the, than the wilderness business, I in, in a little period of calm somewhat this past winter, I actually went and got my wilderness first responder certification. So it's just another step toward, towards making myself a little bit more valuable as a wilderness guide, as, a, as somebody who can take people out. And, and in fact... Now that I have that wilderness first responder certification and I'm working on the speaking gigs, which includes motivational speaking, but also includes stuff like corporate workshops and team building workshops and stuff like that, I'm actually now able to offer little mini backpacking trips where we take a, you know members of a corporation out into the woods, do some crazy wilderness trip, but integrate team building or integrate leadership or, or, or integrate whatever skill they want to work on directly into the whole experience. You
0: know, nice. That's pretty cool. And where primarily do you do uh, the wilderness aspect of it? Anywhere in the United States, or a specific
1: area? Uh, I would say anywhere in the world. Oh, in the
0: world, nice. Yeah,
1: I'm not. I'm not. uh, There, there are certain places that just would be logistically or other reasons impossible to go to. But I'm not really limited to anything. Uh, You know, there. It certainly gets complicated if you go out of the country and. A lot of times with certain state parks or national parks, it gets it gets complex as well with the regulations and the permits and all this stuff. But ultimately, I'll go anywhere. And and to do one of my workshops, the Thrive Wilderness workshop, that's really wherever you are like, uh, you know, what city are you in?
0: Um, closest city is like Princeton or Trenton in New Jersey.
1: Okay. So like if you, you know, if we were going to do some type of workshop, I would take a look at a map and, and find some, some state park options or, or maybe national forest land that's within, let's say a 20 minute to an hour drive away from your office. And then I would say, Hey, let's do it over here. You know? Nice. And that's, that's for the, the single day workshops for the multi-day workshops. We have to find larger land areas. But again, it's, it's, it, there's a solution to every single one of them. So really we would operate anywhere.
0: Okay, and for the speaking, do you tailor it obviously to where you're speaking or is it kind of the motivational focus regardless of the, the setting or venue? Right, for the speaking, my goal
1: always with speaking is to make it the most valuable speech for you or the most valuable speech for your organization. So, so to go back to what you said at the beginning yes I, I do tailor it I, I want to make it that it connects with your audience as well as possible and so and so you know there there have been I've seen people mention that like a lot of speakers will just talk about themselves the whole time yada 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 I mean I've, you know obviously a lot of the a lot of the the personal experience that people are drawing on has to come from themselves and has to come from personal stories but but I don't I don't believe in, in limiting myself to only personal stories like I, I love bringing up any story or any point that will help the overall goal of the event or the overall goal of the speech or to help illustrate whatever it is that we're trying to illustrate you know it it, everything is every single every single event and every single goal is different so i'm i'm there to help people accomplish their goals in whatever way
0: possible yeah that makes sense so what is your greatest flaw that has become your greatest asset
1: uh, I love it—the interview type question, you know, job interview. What's the greatest flaw? You know, <laughs> you know? yeah, I think it well, stumps a lot. I, of my, my biggest flaw is that I come to work too early. <laughs> you know? uh, I'm just stalling for time over there. That's that's a flaw. No, my biggest flaw is—I don't know, biggest—but I'll, I'll pick a big one. Um, you know, one one flaw that I do notice is that I am a little bit all over the place, and that's not. To say, and it's become an asset because I'm able to do and concentrate on a number of things at the same time or, or rather not concentrate on a number of things at the same time but I'm able to hold on to a few things uh, one of the one of the things that I'm working on right now is I'm in the middle of building a team that is the, the, the purpose behind the team is to make it so that I can rest a little bit easier uh, you know, to that effect. You know, I have I have people that are dealing with my podcast and my audio stuff, and I have people who are dealing with my video stuff, and I, I'm 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 working very hard because naturally I don't delegate, so I'm working very hard on making sure that I delegate more and more so that I have less stuff, so that I can so that I can be in all the spaces that I need to be in, but not doing it all myself. You know, so that I can I can be able to concentrate on the things that I really need to be able to concentrate on and leave the other aspects of what I'm doing to. Trust the team members who are going you know they're obviously you know uh working with me and and working under my direction and and uh you know we're working on it together to make sure that it comes out like what the goal is to make sure that it accomplishes the goal but that's something you know the the being all over the place and, and finding the finding it within myself that it's okay to delegate and okay to allow people to bring their own creative vision that's another thing is micromanagement um i think that i think it's like runs in my family <laughs> you know so so that's I'm, I'm working very hard on myself that uh, i'll give you an example my video guy i sent him some some clips some footage that i took and i gave him some instructions about what i wanted it to look like and he sent it back to me and it wasn't really anything like what i thought you know i mean we're talking maybe maybe 40 percent of what i thought it was going to be it was So my old self from years ago, I would have been like, no, it can't be like that. You know, do it exactly like this. But I was like watching it and I said, you know what, it may not have been what I thought it was going to be, but this is good. And this is getting the message across that I wanted to get across. So as far as I'm concerned, that's a home
0: run. Yeah. And I think, uh, I guess as you get older, a little bit more comfortable to delegate out, it becomes easier. Yeah, I,
1: um, I, I don't disagree with that, although I'm not, I don't know, at least for myself, I don't know how much age has to do with it. I think maybe maturity does have to do with it, or maybe it's just a, a matter of, and I don't know, I don't have the answer for this, but maybe it's just a matter of coming to the realization that it doesn't all have to be exactly your way. Maybe that's, maybe that's what it is. And, and you know, some people may be able to, to come up to that realization when they're 18 or 20, and some people maybe need to wait until they're 60 or 70 to come to that realization. And Unfortunately, there are probably people who will never get it, but, you know, you that's, know that's, that's the world. <laughs> yeah, I agree with
0: that statement. <laughs> so what's one piece of professional advice you can leave with the audience? Great question. What type of audience? Just anyone listening to the podcast, um, whether it's like on the motivational speaking side or obviously the nature side, you can, you know include both if you like
1: okay well uh the motivational speaking side i would say don't give up you know you can recognize that that life is full of mountains and valleys and sometimes you may be going through a hard time and if 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 you recognize that you are between two mountains it's easier to continue to go than if you think that that's it and it's all over So don't give up. Just keep on going because even though you may be on the downward part of a mountain right now, very soon you'll be back up on the upward slope. So just keep moving forward and and don't give up. And on the nature side of things, and this is a big one, especially in today's world where everybody's on phones all day and social media. And and I'm not, I'm not really much different, Uh, not maybe not quite as much as some people, but I'm really not that much different, but go outside. Go outside and enjoy nature, you know, just find a small park nearby, go walk in the woods, go take a walk on a path. Uh, uh, you don't have to make it complicated, you don't have to go for a long time, but you will find that if you can leave your phone in the car and and just take a few minutes to be with yourself and to allow your thoughts to wander, or even don't let them wander and try and figure out a solution to a particular problem while you take a walk, uh, the, the health benefits that come from allowing yourself to be outside and, and enjoying the great outdoors are innumerable and studies continue to come out showing just how healthy nature is and just how healthy the woods are so so you know while while it may be beyond your skill level to go backpacking or to go deep into the wilderness or whatever there's i guarantee you that within a 1 to 2 hour drive or even a lot of times far less there are a number of parks with a number of very clearly marked trails or even paved trails, and you can just get out and go take a nice long walk in the woods. Even 20 minutes will help, but if you go out for an hour, two hours, whatever, take your kids, they're gonna love it. As much as they complain on your way out, they'll love it. Uh, it the more that you can get outside, the more you'll find that it's just, it's, it's amazing the effect that it has on people.
0: Yeah, I think even from a business sense, I know a lot of CEOs, I think Bill Gates and others, like to do walking meetings, so.
1: Yes, this is like a new trend is walking meetings, right? And that's I'm hoping to I'm hoping I can position my my wilderness workshops really right into that because it's like okay, instead of just walking meetings, let's go hiking and do team building at the same time, you know. <laughs> let's all let's all get everybody out and let's uh, de-stress a little bit together out in nature because we will all come back to the office fresher and more creative because of it.
0: Yeah, you need to get out out of that kind of office cubicle environment once in a while, regardless. So it definitely does help. Yep. So this is a general question, if you will. But what motivates you to succeed?
1: That's a good question. It is general. What motivates me to succeed? Um, at, at the beginning of the of at the beginning of that question comes money to live off of you know it's 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 important to be able to make that minimum amount that allows people to pay their bills and and and, uh, you know decrease stress levels Uh, once that numbers hit though my core motivation I find comes from my family I have four small kids at home and from my desire to spark hope in the world and my wish to help people to reconnect with nature. So and just to go back to that that sparking hope, um, I, I know that in my own life I've found I've I've gotten to times, you know, again like, you know, life is full of mountains and valleys. I've been at times where briefly and it was just a brief period but where at times it felt to some degree or another that there was like no hope you know like certain things happen and 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 you end up in this space mentally where where maybe you feel like there's very little hope or whatever you know just again mountains and valleys right so you're at the bottom of a of you're in between two successes and you're like okay where do I go next so the more that we can all find hope within ourselves and then share it with other people and help them see that you know uh here's where we can move forward with that and you know it's it it is a mountain in the valley and we're right now we're going through a hard time we're going to be going through an easy time soon you know etc uh the more that people realize that the better they will feel the better that they'll do the better interpersonal relationships they'll have it's it can be life-changing to, to, to increase the level of hope in somebody and and it can increase their happiness and that's life-changing I mean there's, there's just it it overflows with benefits the more that you look at it and, and, and explore what it does to people and so that's that's a big part of what drives me
0: so with four small kids and a wife how do you balance those two business aspects very precariously.
1: <laughs> <Take the answer. laughs> I do the best I can, you know. Um, um, i I'm, We just had a baby like five months ago or so. So I am, Thank you. I just do the best that I can. And sometimes it gets absolutely crazy. And, and you know, that's, that's why sometimes I, I, I even need to remind myself to get out and just go relax and walk around in nature and just enjoy myself, you know, take a deep breath and, and move forward. I mean, uh, you know, so it's, it's, I do what we all do and I do the best that I can. And, and you know, sometimes if I notice that I'm maybe not doing really truly the best that I can, I, I try and find ways that I can improve upon that. But ultimately, that's that's what the goal is. And, and oh, you asked before, like, what motivates me? I, and I completely, I said my family, but I completely missed something. I, I had a realization a long time ago, uh, this long before I was married, long before I had kids. But I realized that, that if you focus your life on, on a certain aspect and you work towards that one aspect, like, depending on what it is, you know, you can, you can certainly argue that, that there's certain aspects that as long as you do that and you do it really well, doesn't matter what the rest of your life looks like then you're, you're a success and and where I came in specifically for that for me was that I realized that if I can look back at the end of my life and say I was a good dad I was a good father no matter what else happened in my life whatever you know let's just say struggles with it, this that whatever financial this who knows whatever it is I can turn around and be like you know it was a life well lived so so that that is I did say that my is part of my motivation but you know to be a to continuously be a good dad overall is, is also a big part of what motivates me.
0: Yes, I agree. This uh, year me and my wife became foster parents. So we kind of just had oh, wow. two two little toddlers dropped off at our doorstep and we've been, you know, doing our best in terms of understanding how to deal with the stuff that's happened to them, how to, you know, raise them. Oh yeah. Everything. So it's all yeah, about patience. Yeah, being a role model and, you know, just them looking up to you and feeling safe and protected and that, like, I love you at the end of the day, really makes a difference. Yep, absolutely. And that's, a, that's another thing also is,
1: um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm working to help people all over the place. And, and it's at the forefront of my mind constantly that if I'm not careful and I'm always doing stuff outside and I'm always doing stuff with people that are not my family, I don't want to create a situation where my family needs to essentially go to people like me to try and motivate them because they couldn't get it from me. Like that's kind of ridiculous to me, you know. Or like you know, they they talk about teens at risk, whatever. I'm I'm doing everything I can, and some stuff is out of our control, and there's nothing we can do about it. But I'm doing everything that I can to make sure that that stuff that I'm doing is not pushing them, you know. Because I work with some teens at (laughs) risk. I work with some teenagers. I don't want my work with the teenagers to cause it that my kids are going to need the same type of programming when they're older, you know, like I'm doing my best to, to sit there and make sure that that's the focus and that that doesn't happen. You know, that, that I give them the time and the love and the care and the everything else while also maintaining, you know, the things that I need to do to, uh, to, to make everything else work.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's very important. So I really appreciate your time and you coming on. Thank you. And let uh, everyone know how they can find you. Uh, the best way to
1: get in touch with me or to learn more about the stuff that I'm doing is on my website, and the shortened URL to find it is ariguns.com. That's A-R-I-G-U-N-Z.com.
0: Awesome. Great. Thank you. Thank you, Roman.